From the game gurus at Snakes and Lattes, you're listening to the Snakes Cast, a proud member of the Dice Tower Network. Welcome back to the Snakes Cast, everyone. I'm Jonathan Moriarty with Emily Finnerty. Hello. And Kyle Matisic. Hi. 20th Century Classics Month continues with Battleship. Mm. Now, Battleship is a game that we have two copies of at Snakes. We have to because it is so popular and so widely known. Uh, it scarcely seems worth describing it uh, at this point because almost everybody in our audience already knows it. So let's just get straight down to business. Uh, did you guys play Battleship when you were kids? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's one of the oldest games uh, that I remember. I mean, other than Mon- Monopoly and uh, all the other classics, I like guess who, uh, Battleship is just right up there as well. It's always been around. How old were you, like five, six? I don't, I, I, I don't know. I, I, was, I was super young. You? Yeah, very young. About that age. Did you have any weird sort of rules variations that you did? Any sort of special things that you had when you played it? Nothing immediately comes to mind. I feel like, yeah, I mean, Battleship is incredibly straightforward, and it has so few components that I feel that it is very difficult as like a small child to try and come up with other rules. I uh, I, I used to play with graph paper with my dad, or just draw the boards on the graph paper, uh, and I had a very very bad rules variation because I didn't understand the game properly. Uh, what we would do is we would just put four Bs for four battleship things in four spaces but they didn't have to be connected in a row and then four c five c spaces for the carrier and those could be anywhere as well so it was even more random than regular battleship it was i was not a very smart kid that seems kind of ghetto though he's doing the graph paper that's how it was originally we're going to get into some uh, some history a little bit later on but um would you play battleship today yeah i i would i I actually did recently. Oh, yeah. um, it was more of like a like a drinking esque kind of game where it, it, every single time the the ship got hit, you would take a shot. Um, we as should soon totally as... do an episode about drinking games. Yeah, <laughs> I think that's something that. Could, but like as a grown up, I, I had I would have to spice up that because I, when I was a kid, I mean, I, I played it and overplayed it and then never wanted to play it again. So the only the only way that I would I would want to replay that game is if I if I change it up to be more in my age range, in my age group, something that I would want to do on my day off, you know? Would you play it these days, or have you moved on? I I would. I can't remember the last time I did play it, just I think because there are so many other board games that are sort of on the radar (laughs) that nobody really thinks to play the classics anymore. If you, if like the only people I play board games with are the people I work with. And it's almost like sacrilegious to try and suggest playing Battleship, you know? (laughs) It's the cult of the new. You think they give you a hard time? (laughs) like a hard time or a weird look yeah a weird look and maybe sort of like talk about me later when i'm not around hey that's so weird emily asked me earlier if she wanted to play battleship (laughs) who plays battleship anymore well quite a few people actually we go to the cafe at any given time there's pretty fair likelihood that uh, it's going to be a copy on our table somewhere do you guys ever recommend battleship when people are looking for a game no, I've, I don't. I don't think I've ever had to. I mean, yeah, people the the, people that come in wanting to play the classics will be aligned towards it, especially if like well, couples and duos will just gravitate towards it. And people that come in the cafe wanting to play games that they play in their childhood, they don't even ask for suggestions, not until later when they get sick of them. <laughs> in the moment, they just beeline for the wall, and it's in a huge, very distinct box. It's true. They have that font. 
Yeah, those two kids that look like they're having so much fun. <laughs> so much fun. Why don't they have game boxes like that anymore? I don't know. They never had pictures of kids yelling on game boxes yeah. anymore. That's a shame. So, all right, here's a weird hypothetical question for you. If Battleship weren't so widely known, everybody didn't already know what it was, would you recommend it to a group of two players who were looking for something easy to play? Yeah. Yeah, totally. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the, I feel that probably the, now that I'm thinking about it, the only reason I don't is because I assume they know that Battleship is a game that exists, that we have, <laughs> and that if they wanted to play it, they could just ask for it, and they didn't ask for it, so it's safe to assume they want something else. Yeah, it's good to try to get people to do something different when they come to Snakes and Lattes. I feel if I was to lean towards the classics every time people came in, like if, if someone came in and said, hey, can I get a word game? And I'm like, yeah, we have Scrabble. I mean, that, that seems yeah. kind of lame, like when there's so many other options yeah. to kind of give them. It's like, I, I know Scrabble. I know Scrabble's a word game, but mm -hmm. you have 1,500 games. I was hoping <laughs> I could get another word yeah, maybe game. maybe something different maybe. And this is the the blade kind of swings the other way when you're dealing with the board game aficionados, you know, the ones who hang out at boardgamegeek.com who are only playing stuff like Agricola and you know, all this heavy duty strategy stuff. Getting them to try something like Battleship again, just like you were saying, it's they're going to give you some funny looks. And we're going to talk a little bit more about what goes into Battleship. Let's start with the history lesson. So, 1930s, and according to some accounts before that, uh, this game was printed and published on paper. So you get a piece of paper and your opponent gets a piece of paper and you draw X's on them and you call out the letters and the numbers and hit, miss, whatever. You try to sink the other player's ships. Was that how they sold the game, though? Yep. You could, buy, just... you could buy books of it. You could buy books of it into little, little books where each page was another copy of the game. You just tear out the pages and there you go. That was how people played. Right. It wasn't until the 60s, 1967, that Milton Bradley made it out of plastic and uh, published it in a cardboard box that you could buy. And then, of course, in 1975, that legendary TV commercial happened with the guys in the opera house in their tuxedos on the balcony of the box playing Battleship and their wives shushing them. And uh, one of them at the end stands up indignantly and says, You shake my Battleship! And that was really what put Battleship on the cultural radar. Before that, it was a, still a relatively obscure game, but that was a brilliant piece of marketing that really kind of crystallized it. I mean, all right, I'm obviously I'm old enough to have seen that when it originally came in, but you guys are quite a bit younger than me. You, but you both laughed when you heard of that. You've you've seen that commercial, right? Oh yeah, yeah, online, yeah, yeah, the internet, <laughs> yeah, like the like, internet's really good, for like actual that. humans do these days. <laughs> I'm so old. Okay, um, so 1977 though, everything's getting computerized. So the, the, all the hot new board games use computerized things. So you have stuff like Dark Tower or Stop Thief with a little, uh, little handheld thingy that makes sound effects. And computerized Battleship comes out, and that's a big deal. And a very large number of boys, which did absolutely not include me because I didn't really play Battleship at that point, uh, really, really dreamed of seeing that underneath their Christmas tree. And then in 1989, when we start having voice chips and annoying greeting cards that talk to you, Talking Battleship. Yeah, that was great. That was, yeah. That was the thing that you <laughs> went with? Okay, we're, we're getting to the point where actual young'uns desired this. Did you, did you ever ask for that for Christmas? Uh, I didn't ask for it, but I remember the commercial. Uh, like, you hear the explosion sound, like the <laughs> and, like, Battleship and all that jazz. Um, but... Yeah, and, the, and the commercial was pretty funny. I think we have it at Snakes and Lattes, too. It's in the archive. Um, yeah, it's kind of beat up, though. It's beating up. A lot of games are beat up that we own because they so, they're so loved, all, all the games God, we own. God, I can't so imagine loved. what that robotic voice must sound like now. Oh, no. Like, demonic, I guess. I'm <laughs> like guessing there's crazy. a fair number of people who are searching YouTube right now for that exact <laughs> thing because, oh, my goodness. 
So, uh, and then in, in, well, there were a number of missteps as well. In 2010, they tried to make a, uh, an, a new version of it where instead of squares, there were hexagons. And there's a bunch of extra stuff with islands and people, and it basically went nowhere because people just wanted Battleship. And, uh, but so now that, that's the question. What's the appeal of Battleship? Beyond the fact that people already know this game, they want something they already know how to play, what else does, uh, is attractive about it? Um, I, I think it's a very simplistic idea, but it, it's still that, um, that, that battle-esque kind of thing. Well, it's called Battleship, so I guess it's about battling, but um, the, the way that you would set it up, it's, it's fun. It's like a turn-based game, uh, one after another. It's like either you missed or you hit, and if you hit, well, then it, it sucks because you're about to lose. It's just one, you're one step closer to losing that ship and then another ship and another one. Um, or your strategy of where you're putting your ships on on the map could be kind of found out and then you will lose quicker. So that that's a really big uh, thing to the game as well. Um, it, it's hard, like, uh, eventually when I was playing a battleship, for me, I, it turned into cheating. Uh, really? I, uh, yeah, I, I would... You would I, cheat at battleship. Yeah, I know. Who does that, right? Well, um, everybody does that. <laughs> well, I, I'd like to think, I'd like to think everyone would do that. I can't believe I'm talking with two people who cheat at battleship. What is this? Not I'm sure, lately. I'm sure everyone... <laughs> Not lately. Everyone who knows battleship knows that you could stack the ships on top of each other. Uh, when I when I first found out that that's something that could happen, I did that, and you would like hide it in the corner somewhere, and people were like shooting missiles everywhere, like like you know torpedoes, uh, like where are your ships? Like I don't know, you haven't found them. Where I've shot every other spot of the board. Oh, because when I sh when I shoot one spot, I hit five ships. You know, like it, it, it's it's just funny. Um, that is I used bizarre. To do that. Yeah, I used to do that. Yeah, I think that the idea of like the torpedoes or the missiles is part of the appeal too. I mean, I feel the game would be very different if it weren't for the fact that the whole narrative is you're shooting down ships it's kind of satisfying and like just a little bit violent and a little bit aggressive but it's kind of amusing and then yeah like the tagline you sank my battleship it's kind of it really is you kind it, of want to stand it's up got, and say it's got it. an mm -hmm. appeal to it and those cool little plastic gray ships mm. too you know you get to deploy your fleet it's your guys you got one, one. it's true and uh, the other thing, too, is uh, while we're talking about 20th century classics, there are very few from that uh, sort of age of board gaming that are for two players. I mean, stuff like Risk, Monopoly, Clue, can't play those with two players, not very well anyway. But Battleship, you can. Yeah, you can also do, like, Guess 2. Like, there, there are a, a decent number of games for two that can't play without, like, like you can't add more people to that game. Like, like Guess Who, you can't have five people playing that, you know? All right, now forget stacking ships up. There, okay. was, there was an old version called Salvo. This is like before it was called Battleship, where you would not just take one shot per turn. Instead of having like, you know, B5 hit, and then the other player's like C8, miss, whatever. Uh, you would actually take one shot for each ship you still have left on the board. Oh, that's cool. And then after you've made all your shots, the other player tells you how many of them hit and how many of them missed, but not which ones. Oh, that's interesting. Is that a game you would want to play? Yeah, but it, it, it's like you said before, um, it, when people come and they want a game like Battleship, they literally just want mm. the brand name. It's, it's like if you, if you were to buy cookies, you don't want to buy the no-name <laughs> brand chocolate chip. You want the like, Chips Ahoy or whatever, like, not meaning to like, drop brands or anything. But um, if people are coming in and they want that type of game, they want Battleship, then there's no, there's no pushing people in any other direction other than Battleship. You can say that this one is like it. But it isn't Battleship. And so you wouldn't recommend that then? 
I wouldn't. No, I wouldn't recommend that. Very I wouldn't much. recommend it to people asking for a battleship. Like it sounds, it sounds interesting, but it sounds like a completely different game, hmm. right? And it then it becomes like a logic puzzle. Yeah, and so. like we were saying earlier, the appeal of battleship is the fact that it's strategy, but not too much, and it's competitive, but not too much. And this one seems like it'd be a lot more involved and a lot more thinky. So not to say it's a bad thing, and there are probably people that would love it. But if again, like Kyle said, if you're looking for battleship, you're looking for battleship. You're looking for B five sink, you know, C eight miss, <laughs> like did, you were did saying. You sank my battleship. That's did, what it's all about. Did you call it a thinky game? Was that a word there? Yeah. Uh, Possibly. Yeah. Yeah. Thinky? thinky is yeah. a useful think, adjective. Thinky. We use that thinky. adjective quite frequently. Oh, okay, all right, it's, all right. It's, it's, I, I don't know. It's, um, here's another variant, and this is uh, again to the uh, the kind of stuff that you were talking about before the uh, the cheating version. Only you actually institutionalize it. Check this out. Once every four or five moves. You get to take one of your damaged ships and move it to a spot the other player hasn't called. Oh, that's pretty cool. So, like, if they've hit the first two bits of your battleship, and like the other two are going to go pretty soon because they've found it, once every four or five moves, you can take one of your ships and move it somewhere else. So it's like, oh, no, the battleship's moved. I've got to find somewhere else. So do you think that would be a bit more uh, appealing to nostalgia types? Because it's close to something that some people used to do anyway when they were cheating as terrible, <laughs> terrible children. Yeah, I, I think that that's a. I, I would suggest that maybe, like if um if someone's like I like Battleship, uh, but I'm it, really it, bad at it. But I'm really bad <laughs> at it. <laughs> what can I do? Uh, it, it would be a cool house rule. Yeah. Like if you want to if you want to do this cool, but there's nothing in the rule book that says that you are or are not allowed. Well, basically it says you're not allowed. Yeah, like, that's what I was thinking. Like it sounds like a house rule that people would sort of come up with, just cause, just because they felt like it, and then it's probably something that you don't even have to recommend to people that people have probably thought about like you know people that people like that play battleship a lot battleship aficionados that say like well <laughs> you know it's going really like my last few games went really poorly i think we need to come up with some sort of solution well and to be like realistic if your ship if the ship that you're on and you're the captain if it's being shot are you going to stay in the same place? No, you get out. You're going to get out of there. So it's leave. like realistic battleship yeah. realistic naval warfare in Battleship. That's great. You know what? If I had a boat, though, and I was being shot at, I'd just stay still, to be honest. I'd just stay exactly where I'm at. <laughs> like, just to be, what? Like, I, like, I'll keep that in mind the next time I play Battleship. With you, even th- think, thinking about the idea of just staying still when you're under attack, it, it's just silly. But we all grew to love the game, right? There's no questioning the, the rules that are set for that game. It's like a person in a Michael Bay movie walking away from an explosion. Yeah, yeah you can't look back. I'm not even going to move my ship. <laughs> That's it for uh, this episode of 20th Century Classics. We'll be wrapping it up next week. Till then, thanks for listening. I'm Jonathan Moriarty with Comatistic and Emily Finnerty. Game on. See ya. Bye. Thanks for listening. You can find more from the Game Gurus by subscribing to the Snakes and Lattes YouTube channel or by visiting our blog. Just go to snakesandlattes.com and click where it says blog up near the top of the page. Until next week, I'm P.T. Douglas. Game on.